the Eighth Circuit Network. We make things. Put them in your brain. To another podcast of Funk Radio. I am Kyle. And I'm Peter. This episode, we're actually going to be talking about brothers and sisters of funk, basically funk and soul bands that were formed by family members together, which there's a surprising amount of. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, I know of maybe a couple. But then as we were doing more research, I realized how many there actually are. So we yeah. actually have a, a pretty good list today. That's pretty cool. First, I guess... Uh, family sister group that we have is a really famous one, um, Sister Sledge, as hence the name, I guess. Um, right. The group was made up of four sisters, Kim, Debbie, Joni, and Kathy Sledge. They began singing at the ages of four to eight, so obviously a lot of good training there, um, in local churches in Philadelphia where they grew up. So obviously they had that gospel influence. Right. And uh, also, I mean, like, just think about how young that is. Yeah, really. the youngest one of those sisters was four years old when they started singing. Well, you, you, with those, you know, those choir groups they have, you know, with the little kids, because they're such uh, high, I guess, falsetto voices. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they lend, they lend well to that. Yeah. Um, they're they're best known for their 1979 album "We Are Family." I'm sure you guys have heard the song "We Are Family." And if you haven't, we can listen to a clip of it right now. Yay. So that was We Are Family by Sister Sledge from their 1979 album of the same name. Uh, the album's title track became the biggest number one hit in their career, actually. Yeah. Is it sad that I remember that I the, that I first heard that song in that movie where uh, Whoopi Goldberg plays a nun? <laughs> really? Yeah, but I just remember at the end or somewhere in the movie, like all the nuns sang that song, and it was really funny. Okay then. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not sad. Hey. We've we've learned that you can learn funk in in any way that you want. Indeed. Um. So actually, another really cool uh, sister group was the uh, the Pointer Sisters. They originally hailed from Oakland, California, and began with sisters June and Bonnie Pointer. And they started performing in clubs in 1969. And they were later joined by their sisters Anita and Ruth. So now we have four sisters, kind of like the uh, Sister Sledge. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I guess they're actually known for a lot of hits throughout their career, which is pretty cool. So they're not just a one-trick pony. But um, they are actually, I think, they're most widely known for their song from 1982 called I'm So Excited, which I'm sure most of you have heard, but let's listen to a clip. So yes, that was I'm So Excited by the Pointer Sisters, a really fun song. That's pretty cool. I gotta stop saying that. That's that's gonna become my catchphrase. You watch. That's why. That's already my catchphrase. You're stealing. We, well, I need. 
I need a catchphrase, Peter. Help me come up with one. If you listeners want to suggest catchphrases for Kyle, you can post on our Facebook page. Yeah, go and post and help me think of some awesome catchphrases since I kind of accidentally stole Peter's. Yeah, it's okay, so, though. I'm sorry. It's your, your catchphrase is just so awesome. I just, I wanted to be a part of it. Well, you can until you find one of your own. Until I, yeah, until I come to my own. I could just be like, what you talking about, Willis? <laughs> <laughs> what you talking about, Peter? Okay, so yeah, um, next band that we ended up researching was um, Cornelius Brothers and Sister Rose. Are those two separate bands or one people? No, it's a, it's it's one group. They just call themselves that. I see. Interesting. They're a family soul group from Dana Beach, Florida, made up of siblings Carter, Eddie, and Rose Cornelius. Yeah. Later, they would also be joined by their other sister, Billy Joe. That is a very unfortunate name for a woman. Billy Joe Cornelius. That's a pretty cool name. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's Billy with an I-E. Like Billy Jean, I guess. So it's yeah. a girl, but yeah. Billy Joe is not your lover. <laughs> but yeah, no, they had a fairly decently famous song in 1972, "Too Late to Turn Back Now," which sold over a million copy copies and companies. Um, you guys, how would it sell a million companies? I don't know. It's like it's like the Mitt Romney of uh, of songs sells companies. Um, <laughs> you guys can hear a little clip of that song right now. So that was Too Late to Turn Back Now by Cornelius Brothers and Sister Rose. That song was from 1972 and hit the US R&B number 5 and also the Hot 100 a number 2. Which is pretty, uh, that's pretty impressive. You gotta say pretty cool, Peter. I mean pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, the next band, which, uh, arguably is probably the most famous of all the sibling-formed bands, is, um, the Jackson Five. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Five Brothers originally hailed from Gary, Indiana. Um, <laughs> yeah, kind of a... That's a funny name. Right? Gary. <laughs> uh, hi, Gary. Hi, Gary. Uh, one of the few bands in history to have their first four major singles all reach the top of the Billboard Hot 100. That's, like, wow. unheard of. That's I, amazing. I think only the Beatles and maybe, like, a few others did that. And they actually were first becoming famous around the same time as the Beatles, so they had that sort of harmonizing... What's, the, what's it when there's five singers? Not a, a quintuplet? Quintet. 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 Thank you. Uh, they were kind of like that harmonizing quintet that was really popular in right. the mid 60s and actually even though obviously all the brothers were african-american i allowed them to be extremely popular with um the white fan base similar to the beatles so it kind of i would say that they kind of helped popularize soul music uh in that i guess in that decade where a few mm-hmm. other bands really did so the jackson five was made up of five brothers can you name all the brothers kyle um, off the top, I had Jackson, or Jackson, Jackson, Jackson. Yeah, they're all Jackson. <laughs> Jackson, Jackson, Jackson. Uh, Michael, Jermaine. Um, I believe it was uh, Jackie, Tito, Jermaine, Tito. Marlon. That's right. And Michael. Tito is like the best name ever. That's correct. Actually, slightly off topic. You were talking about the Beatles. I I was wondering while you were talking about them. Yes. Um, what what would did they have been like if they started out as kids? Oh God! Um, like that actually might have been kind of cool. <laughs> I, I would they have the same haircuts? Is what I would want to know. 
Yeah, they would totally have the same haircut. Right? Just like little kids with like mop top haircuts. I mean, they, they came over here when they were like, what, like 14, 15, so they weren't old. They weren't that young, they, were they? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Jeez. I mean, I know that's when they started. I don't know how, how long they were in England before they fled, like, like, like fled, before they fled to America like the... So if someone is leaving England, it has to be... <laughs> it has to be fleeing because that's the only reason you leave England, to flee its tyranny and become an American colony. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> to all of our English listeners, which I'm sure there's plenty, <laughs> we're sorry. Yeah. Um, with the Jacksons, I, I mean, they were in Motown for like over six years, and then they moved to, I think, like ABC or some other rec- uh, more popular, I guess, record label. But um, How can there be a more popular record label than Motown? I wouldn't say more popular, more, I don't know, gigantic, as in they could, you know, <laughs> spread the Jackson love further throughout the land. Well, I'm, a, I'm up for that. No, while they were there, they had, a, like, a ton of famous songs. They had, what, uh, ABC, Shake Your Money, not Shake Your Booty? No, that was when they were with the other Oh, one. um... Oh, blame it on the boogie. Blame it on the movie. boogie. That was that. Was, I think that was with their. Oh, was the one you're trying to say was uh, "Shake Your Body Down the, to the Ground." That's it. That's a good song. Um, I love that song. And then obviously their their famous song "I'll Be There," which you guys can listen to right now. Well, that was a cool little song. Cool little clip. Um, yeah, that was I'll Be There, arguably one of the most famous songs of their early years. And I think it was one of their first four that um, were those popular singles. It was that and ABC and uh, I cannot remember any others right now. We encourage you listeners to go check out some of the singles by the Jackson 5. Indeed. But yeah, as I'm sure you guys know, later in their career uh, in the 80, early 80s, uh, I know Jermaine actually... When they moved from uh, Motown to ABC or whatever, Jermaine stayed with Motown because he wanted to have a solo career with them, and they replaced mm-hmm. him with their brother Randy. Uh, okay. And then, in the obviously late seventies and eighties, Michael, who was uh, you know obviously by far the most popular of the band, broke off and obviously did his incredibly popular <laughs> solo career, becoming basically the most popular artist of the entire decade of the eighties. Um, so, moving on to another really famous, um, artist in the 1970s, made up of brothers, were the Bee Gees, who we have, uh, slightly touched on a little bit before. As you might or might not know, they were best known for being kind of in the front lines of the whole disco craze in the late 70s, which started with Saturday Night Fever, which was a movie from 1977, and that movie really, uh, helped push them forward in terms of popularity, um... And they became a huge international sensation. They're, the group was actually made up of their of the three brothers Barry, Robin, and Maurice Gibb. I know, unfortunately, I think they're all they all passed away at this point, right? Who was the last one to go? Just a few um, like last year. I thought are they was all it, dead now? I thought I at least was, one of them was still around. Oh, I think I know. I think it was wasn't it Maurice that just passed away? Or was yeah, it I think I it think, was. Yeah. yeah, I think it was Maurice. That's kind of sad. No, I thought Maurice was the last one. I thought that's why everyone was so sad because all the BGs had passed away. Um, to the Googles. No, wait, no, Maurice died, and oh, no, Robin just died. Oh. And Barry is still alive. Oh, yay! So. Thanks, Google. Thanks, Wikipedia. Oh. Which has <laughs> facts about all your favorite funk artists. 
Yeah, d- despite what professors and teachers might tell you that Wikipedia is not a viable source, it is for funk. At least for our standards. But yeah, they... I mean, as we were discussing before in our previous episode, they had a fairly popular career before even their, I guess, they were pushed, pushed in the disco direction after Saturday Night Fever. Right. But inarguably, those were obviously their most famous hits because late 70s was the disco white people craze, dancing and light fl- lighted floors. And... Is, is that what they called it, the disco white people craze? Well, you can't argue that disco was popularized by white people who thought oh, dance. Yeah. Um, hence why I don't think it lasted very long. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, their most popular song from from the film and obvious and from their career, I think, was um, "Staying Alive," which I'm sure you've heard. But we can hear a little clip of right now. Okay. So, in case you didn't already know, that was Staying Alive by the Bee Gees. A really cool song. They have a lot of other really cool songs, too. You should check them out. Indeed. Um, another one we have is actually one of my favorites, uh, The Gap Band. See, I didn't I didn't know they were brothers. I mean, they don't have... Yeah. They're not like the Brothers Gap, because that would sound kind of dumb. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, they just shop at The Gap. Okay. <laughs> have they used them to advertise for The Gap? That's actually a very good point. Uh, I don't know. They That's should. A good question. We should write into Gap. Remember, oh my gosh, remember like uh, it was like a few months ago, maybe late last year, when Gap tried to redo their logo and oh it God, was just was so awful and everyone was like, did you do that in Microsoft Word or something? And they like, were just back, like, like the next yeah, day. yeah, they're just like, oops, that was a mistake, even though it was just a really, really bad graphic design. Yeah, that was uh, interesting. So the Gap bands, they were actually really popular throughout the uh, the 70s and 80s, and they have a whole lot of um, popular songs from that time period. And uh, they were made up of brothers Charlie, Ronnie, and Robert Wilson, and they actually are from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Now, Kyle, yes, you don't really hear a lot of funk and soul bands from Tulsa, Oklahoma. That's kind of a unique place. The, the thing I'm noticing as a trend in some of these bands is they come from really small towns. I mean, Jackson 5 came from Gary, Indiana. Gap Band came from Tulsa, Oklahoma. And maybe because, I mean, I don't mean to stereotype here, but in smaller communities, family, the family unit is much more revered. So maybe does you think that would maybe breed more family, you know, style bands? Yeah, or like... You know, they start out performing as a family in this podunk town, and then once they become popular, they move to somewhere. You know, that you know. yeah, that that could be very true as well. Yeah. Sorry for anyone living in Tulsa. <laughs> you were not podunk. Just this, no, I, just... well, I didn't. I didn't mean Tulsa. No, no, no. I, I know. I know what you're getting at. <laughs> all to oh. all our, so we've insulted fans in the UK and Oklahoma. We are doing. No, I'm just. I'm messing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for our for our. Uh, huge fan base in, in Tulsa, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. <laughs> we'll, we'll find a way to make it up to you. Yeah, we'll send you a gift basket of fruits and funk. Hey, we can do that thing that Google did, and we can go to Oklahoma and rename it Funk Radio Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, yeah, because they, like, renamed this little that little town, like, Fiber Optic or something. No, it was, like, Topeka or something. But they renamed it Google for, like, uh, some amount of time. That's stupid. Yeah, I don't know. It was a contest. A lot of cities applied. Oh, to get the fiber because they they allow they could have the fiber optic thing then. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I get it then. I guess that's weird. Um, but yeah, no. Back to the subject of the Gap Band. 
Um, they were known for songs like Party Train, Outstanding, and Burn Rubber on Me. Yeah, Burn Rubber on Me was uh, uh, one of they, their more... They did You Dropped a Bomb on Me, too, right? Yeah, they did, actually. That's definitely my favorite song by them. Yeah, that's one of their most... They have a lot of number ones, actually. Oh, very cool. Which is cool. Actually, the three that we just mentioned... We're all number one on the We're all number South ones. Um, Drop a Bomb on Me might have been. Let me look it up really quick. It's it's easily their most popular song. I would, I would be surprised if it wasn't. It reached number two, so that's Aww, cool. sadness. But yeah, that's a really cool song. Which one do you want to play? Um, I think we should play Burn Rubber on Me. Okay, let's play that song. That's a, that's a good song. So yes, that was Burn Rubber on Me, Why You Wanna Hurt Me by The Gap Band. That's pretty cool. Dang it. Popular songs. I'm I'm, <laughs> de- I'm developing like your phrase Tourette's here. Even I don't say it that often. I know. I yeah. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> so yeah, Jeff, definitely check out The, the Gap Band because they have a ton of uh, really fun songs. Check them out. That's pretty cool. Dang it. <laughs> Peter, help me. <laughs> I can't stop. What uh? What's our last band for this fine funk evening, Mr. Peter? Yeah, we have one more we want to touch on today. Um, it's the Brothers Johnson, who you may know behind such songs as uh, Stomp or Ain't We Funkin' Now, and also uh, Strawberry Letter 23, which is a really popular song. We should listen to a clip of that right now. So yes, that was Strawberry Letter 23 from the Brothers Johnson. They did that in 1977. Peter, do you remember um, when we decided that we wanted to have like a mashup between, what was it, Strawberry Letter 23, Strawberry Fields, and... Strawberry the, Swing by Coldplay. And Strawberry Swing by Coldplay. And we tried, and it just failed. Oh my god, I, yeah, I actually tried to mash them up, and it was... If completely impossible if there's anyone out there that is has like excellent musical mashup and or just music editing skills we would forever be in your debt so anyway the uh, the brothers johnson they were made up of uh george and lewis johnson uh george was actually the guitarist and the lead vocalist and lewis was the bassist and also a vocalist um, for a while, they were actually joined with their uh, older brother, Tommy, and their cousin, Alex. They were together while in school uh, in L.A. Um, but yeah, I guess George Lewis eventually left to um, work with other artists. I was actually surprised that them. I guess they've actually worked with a lot of notable people like uh, Bobby Womack and the, the Supremes, Billy Preston and Quincy Jones. Were they like backup artists? Um, it was a mix of different things. I think they were backups for like maybe Bobby Womack. But I know for Billy Preston, they actually joined his band later on. But yeah, no, I obviously anyone who's heard them realizes instantly that the brothers, hence their name. But um, the brothers Johnson. Yeah, you know what? Uh, in in researching a lot of these bands that I, I mean, maybe maybe a little bit with the Jackson Five, but. The one thing I didn't really find so much that you think you would is, like, you think when when brothers or family members are collaborating together, there'd be more um, 
what do you call it? Fighting. Fighting, infighting, than if it was just, you know, random members thrown together in a band. But at least with the few guys we found here, I didn't really, like, there wasn't any really notable, I guess, infighting. And eventually they all either broke up or just became less popular. Not really a lot of infighting. The reason I say this is um, I want to say in the 60s, um, the, the rock band The Kinks, um, mm-hmm. they were, I think they were like two brothers or cousins or something, and mm-hmm. they were like notorious for infighting to the point where like they would basically get into fistfights on stage at concerts <laughs> and cool. yeah i don't think they la- i mean they had some popular songs uh in rock but they didn't, i don't think they lasted very long because of that because the brothers huh. were always just at each other's throats that's funny for example I, well i know the brothers johnson split up at some point in their career i don't know if it was exactly because of fighting um or just because i'm not, I'm not sure a lot they, of popularity yeah i don't know i know they both at least for a little while did their own uh solo work if it, if it was anything that was notable i would assume it'd be noted maybe they just did it for for personal you know reasons just hey i yeah. want to go out and do my own thing for a bit but uh well yeah some some of them went uh, some of these bands have gone you know all the way to the end because i know uh, the Bee Gees, they stayed together, didn't they? At yeah, least, they were, as long they were, as they could. They've been touring for a long, long time until you know they fell into poor health. And so. um, Sister yeah. Sledge, um, they're still going actually. I know. Even the Jackson Five, they released an album in like 1989, <laughs> which was far after Michael Jackson's solo success. I guess Michael wasn't on the album. I think he was maybe on like their their title song okay. for the album, but it was like not successful at all. Well, um, they still made it. <laughs> question, because you'll probably know this better than I. Um, because yes. there was the Jackson Five, and then they kind of transformed into into the Jacksons later when they were older. Is that true? Um, I want to say that yeah, they were originally called the Jackson Five, and then I think as because they couldn't be called Five anymore because Michael left. I guess that makes sense. You can't be like the Jacksons Four. That sounds kind of sad. Hold on, I'm checking here. It says in April 2012, uh, Jackie, Tito, Jermaine, and Marlon announced that they were going to reunite for several U.S. concerts in their Unity tour. You mean as the Jacksons? I guess. That's cool. I guess, yeah, Jackie, Tito, Jermaine, and Marlon. That's the four of them, without, unfortunately, without Michael, because he passed away. Right. Was it Okay, were you the only one that totally didn't, like, just, like, freaked out when that happened? Like, I was when you sad. Saw it, when you saw I was it on the sad, notes. but I didn't like. It didn't let it destroy my life. No, I didn't. I, I don't. I didn't mean it that way. I was just. It, you didn't see it coming, because I mean, I, I'm sure he was in poor health for a while, but he was just one of those uh, musical icons that you just thought would always be around. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Yeah. Same and, thing with uh, that summer. What was that? Oh nine. I think so. Um. And you, but um, that summer was weird because weren't there like three or four different people that died? Yeah. Because there was um, the other one I remember was uh, Billy Mays and um, um, Farrah Fawcett. Yeah, yeah. She was like an actress. Um, yeah, that was weird. I know this is kind of pathetic, but Michael Jackson's death kind of helped me rediscover his music. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always kind of liked it, but I'm just like, oh, I should listen to his stuff again, and I got into well, it. Probably that probably happened for a lot of people. I'm sure. Yeah, I know. In fact, um, for a few weeks after his death, I know his like one of his albums skyrocketed in sales to like number one, I think. And I know the. They played a. I think they were playing a lot more of his music on the radio afterwards. Oh, definitely. That's pretty. That's pretty awesome. It's not cool, Peter. It's awesome. It is pretty cool, but only if I say it. Yeah, if I say it, it's just sad. It's just. That's just that's sad. Just, hey, that could be. That could be my depressing catchphrase. Well, what was the thing I always used to say? Like, fun fact. I was. Yeah, I was sort, fun fact was your thing. But half the time, my facts were neither fun nor factual. <laughs> yeah you know i 
looking back, every single time we mentioned either Stevie Wonder or um, Ray Charles, Ray Charles, every single time <laughs> there had to be some mention that they were blind. I don't know. Why. I know it's sad, and that like we shouldn't we shouldn't um, discount them for the fact they were blind. I just I always thought it was so impressive that these artists who have you know become incredibly successful did so without the use of sight i think it helped probably inspire them as well i, to become I do famous. i do remember um on if any of you out there watched the, the bbc show doctor who um there was an episode last season where the doctor no it was it was river song that character who was like is like the doctor's wife but not really and she was like talking about how they went on a date and she's like oh he took me to like Paris in like 1893, and um, because he's a he's a time and space traveler. Yeah, he tra- yeah. If you don't know about the sci-fi show, the Doctor is an alien from another planet that travels through time and space in a blue phone box, sort of. It's a big blue box. Yeah, but anyways, um, so I guess yeah, they travel back and he traveled back in time with her and took her to 1883, and she's like, oh, and he got Stevie Wonder uh, to play for me under the Arc de Triomphe or something, and. She's like, and she's like, how did they get Stevie Wonder into 1883? And she's like, you must never tell him. <laughs> That's funny. I don't uh, remember that. Yeah, uh, it just it just stuck in my head because it was just I don't know, it was a funny little quirk because mm. he's blind, so he didn't he couldn't know what time period he was in. That's funny. Yes. Not that he's blind, but that he doesn't know. In That's the- also not that funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, um. We hope you enjoyed our show today. Be sure to check us out on iTunes because you can subscribe to us. We go on about twice a week. Yes, and if you like our stuff, go and find us on Facebook at what? Facebook.com forward slash. Facebook.com slash getyourfunk, all one word. Or just type in Funk Radio in the search bar. Like us, love us, listen to our stuff. Thanks for listening, everybody. And be sure to check us out on 8thCircuit.com. They have a lot of cool multimedia news and... What's fun things? Yeah, they just. What's that new podcast they just had? The last word. Yeah. Yeah. So not, yeah, they're, and they're. I think they're gonna add some more podcasts on soon. So. Awesome. That makes what three or four. Yeah. Already and more to come. But hopefully you listen to us the most. Yeah, listen to us. Listen to other people too. But listen to us like multiple times. You know, you can't get enough of that funk. Um, this has been Kyle and. And this has been Peter. We hope you've enjoyed Funk Radio. See you next time. Bye. podcasts, and the latest news in gaming, movies, and entertainment, visit 8thCircuit.com.